This is your man L. Jamal coming through with another edition of Never Out of Bounds. Of course, this is the place where you can say what you want as long as you got them facts. Today, uh, I'm going to be going over a brief uh, weekend update starting with the word on the street. I got a little college football to talk about as well as some NFL action. And then I promised you guys uh, some in, some college basketball action. Uh, I was going to detail who's the... Uh, just get into a little bit of what's going on in the college basketball world, of course. Of course, we are in the midst of that season, so I wanted to give you guys a rundown on who's who this season. I'm going to be breaking down the top 25 as I go through this week, but tonight I have the top five, and then I'll also be going over some top scores, uh, some of the top scores in the top 25 uh, that occurred tonight as well. So let's get right into it, of course, with this weekend update, and of course, with the word on the street, and uh, we're going to talk first and foremost about that shooting uh, in Texas. Now, this shooting occurred in the town of White Settlement at a local church when a, a gunman uh gunman excuse me would go into the church pretty much and fire off two uh will fire off shots with a shotgun killing two people before he was killed himself by a church volunteer uh security member now this is a uh, big news in Texas right now because they recently passed a law actually in September uh, which allows licensed firearm owners to carry guns into all places of worship. This includes churches, uh, I will believe mosques, synagogues, etc, etc. Because again, uh, these uh, these acts of violence have been on the rise. Uh, most notably, uh, of course, we know about the shooting in South Carolina with De Dylan Roof, and then also there's been shootings in uh, synagogues in parts of Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania, and also California as well. And as a whole, mass shootings are have been on the rise in this country. Actually, there was 41 mass shootings to be exact. Uh, that means four more sh uh, people being killed. Uh, and this, these last. Uh, mass shootings will leave 210 people dead in total uh, and this is a, a interesting quote here this is coming from a uh, criminologist and a professor at the Me Metropolitan State University of Minnesota James Dinsley he was going to say what makes this more exceptional is the fact that mass killings are going up and uh, up excuse me at a time when general homicides overall homicides are going down what he's saying here is mass shootings are going up uh, but, you know, violence, gun violence, murder, homicide, etc., uh, etc., et is going down. That sounds crazy, uh, but I would like, I would like some more figures with that because, again, there's, I mean, and it's, and it's, and it's funny because the media uh, likes to sensationalize the mass killings. They sensationalize these certain, uh, you know. You know disasters every now and again and don't get me wrong they are serious and there's uh there's you know importance to them of course especially with that law that was just passed in texas uh there's a very uh you know there's a there's a you know definitely pro uh gun argument that they're going to have now especially with a situation like this so not to discredit the importance of it but i still believe the general homicides and that issue is 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 a serious problem 
Uh, and if you look at certain communities and demographics, I know people are not going to want to hear that. Uh, but with that being said, there's also a store I had to look look into. I don't have everything here for that, but I, I might I I really will get into it because I think this is important. Uh, but there was, I believe, 26 shootings in Chicago. So in the city of Chicago. So now, mind you, these aren't the mass shootings, quote unquote, with, you know, the usual white suspect or what have you, the deranged white kid. But we're talking in Chicago and we're talking in other major cities. And these are issues as well. And I get it. Some people don't want to touch in on those subjects. But I think it's time, especially going in 2020, that we start doing that. Uh, but let's move on. Of course, uh, we're going to get away from the, the serious news. But like I said, we're going to get into some NFL news first uh before actually let's let's start off with the college football uh biggest thing of course we've had our ball games uh, uh all throughout the weekend including saturday uh with penn state uh getting a blowout win over usc i believe the score was 48 23 uh the, the coordinators all the coordinators from the from usc have been fired uh the head coach is still there i don't know how that happens uh but the main balls uh that you really want to know about course occurred on Saturday we had the peach ball of course this was a national uh, the national semifinal uh of course, uh, we had uh, LSU getting a beatdown win over Oklahoma, number four Oklahoma. Of course, uh, LSU came into this one, uh, uh, sorry, number one in the nation. Uh, at this point, LSU was still undefeated at 14-0. Oklahoma finishes the year at 12-2. The final score here is 63-28. to Let's get into the stats. For Oklahoma, of course, Jalen Hurts will lead the way for them, going 15-31 for 217 yards. Uh, he also threw an interception, but he had 43 rushing yards and he also had two touchdowns. Kennedy Brooks would also get into the running game as well. Uh, 35 yards on the ground, uh, but LSU really did a number on him, keeping him to just three and a half, three and a half yards per carry, but he was able to get a tug there, aka a touchdown. Running back TJ Pledger also got a rushing touchdown as well. And of course, wide receiver CeeDee uh, Lamb had another monster game, four catches, 119 yards. My only thing about CeeDee Lamb is he'll have a whole bunch of yards but he doesn't always score touchdowns so i'm gonna i'm, I'm not gonna get all into deep in deep uh to in on that today but uh, we're gonna move on to oklahoma for the sooners on defense they were led by safety justin burles he would have 12 total tackles and also defensive lineman jalen redmond three total tackles and a sack for him uh let's move on to lsu offensively of course joe brewer the heisman winner proving to you why uh, he won the award, seven total touchdowns, actually eight total touchdowns. Uh, he had he went 29 of 39 through the air, 493 yards. He also, like I said, he had seven touchdowns through the air and one rushing touchdown. Uh, Chris Curry would lead the way for the Tigers in terms of rushing with 89 rushing yards, and John Emery Jr. would have a rushing touchdown. Wide receiver Justin Jefferson, uh, one of the elite receivers in college football, uh, he did not win the Fred Bolitnikoff Award, but that was his teammate. Uh, I talked about this uh, last week. Um, oh, his name eludes me right now. Uh, but um, 
uh, I think it was Jamar, uh, Jamar, I can't think of his last name right now, but uh, anyways, tight end Thaddeus Moss, aka Randy Moss's son, yes, he has hands too, four catches in the Peach Bowl, 89 yards and a touchdown, and wide receiver Terrace Marshall Jr. stepped up big time for the Tigers with six catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown. On defense, the Bayou Tigers, uh, not the Clemson Tigers, who they will be, who they actually know, yes, that's who they'll be facing off in, in the tent, in the championship game. Uh, on defense, the uh, Bayou Tigers were led by the linebackers Jacob Phillips and also, of course, Kaylavon Chisson. Uh, Phillips would have eight total tackles. Chisson would have six total tackles. And defensive back uh, Kerry Vincent Jr. would have four total tackles and an interception. Uh, so let's move on. Uh, we're going to go to the Fiesta Ball real quick. This is the other national semifinal. Uh, we have number, number three, Clemson, getting it done over Ohio State. This was a slow burner. Uh, but Clemson definitely earned this one. They remain undefeated as well at 14-0. Uh, Ohio State loses their first game of the year. Of course, they are eliminated. Ohio, uh, the final score here is 29-23. Let's break this game down real quick as well. For Clemson on offense, they were led by quarterback Trevor Lawrence. He would go 18-33 for 259 yards, also two touchdowns. Uh, he also had 107, 107 rushing yards and a touchdown. That was to make up for uh, Travis. 18 not having an, not having his best game on the ground but he would have a rushing touchdown and he would have three catches for 98 yards and two touchdowns and this was somebody this is from somebody who last year uh was a uh heisman candidate as well so we're talking some elite candidate some elite talent actually that's the word i wanted to say here all throughout this these playoffs whether it be ohio state uh whether it been uh LSU, even Oklahoma, and of course, uh, Clemson. Just so much talent here. Ohio State, like I said before, so much talent on all these different teams. So many people going to the pros, so many award winners. But let's break down uh, what the Tigers did defensively. Uh, they also, they got some major help from Chad Smith at the linebacker spot. He would have 12 total tackles. Defensive back Darian Kendrick would have nine total tackles. Linebacker Balin Spector would have five total tackles and two sacks. And linebacker Backer Isaiah Simmons would have five total, five, sorry, four total tackles and an interception. For Ohio State on offense, they were led, of course, by Justin Fields. Not one of the one of his best moments this year. He went 30 of 46, which wasn't too bad. 320 yards, which is not bad at all. But he he would throw for a touchdown. But he also had two picks. Uh, running back J.K. Dobbins had a phenomenal game though. 174 yards and a touchdown. He also had six catches for 47 yards. Wide receiver K.J. Hill had six catches for 67 yards. And wide receiver Chris Alave would have five catches, actually three catches for 50 yards and also a touchdown. On defense, the Guys were led by defense. I'm sorry, linebacker Malik Harrison. He he would have six total tackles. Defensive back Jeff Okuda would have five total tackles. And defensive, ta I'm sorry, def yes, defensive tackle Davon Hamilton would have four total tackles and a sack. Um, a couple other notable ball games. Uh, we also had, uh, I believe, back on Friday, uh, we had UNC, aka North Carolina, getting it, getting a big, big time ball win over uh, Temple. Uh, finishing the year at 15, uh, sorry, seven and six. Uh, Temple finishes the year at eight and five. Uh, the 
that mil- I think that bo- that was the military ball. Uh, the final score there was 50, uh, 55 to 13. Uh, we did. T- oh, actually, it was the holiday. Yeah, yeah, in the holiday ball, USC got blown out uh, by Iowa. Uh, number 22 USC, tw- uh, 49 to 24 is the final score. Uh, Iowa finishes the year at 10 and 3. USC finishes at 8 and 5. Like I said, uh, they are making some changes. I'm just surprised the head coach is still there. Let's move on to the NFL. We're going to run through all this. Uh, Let's get through the the news real quick. Uh, First things first, uh, Freddie Kitchens got fired. Uh, We all know about the Browns. They're trash. Uh, The organization wants to pretend like, you know, you know, it's just a coaching thing and all that. You know, they, you know, they hired them. They knew what they were getting themselves into. I don't really have no remorse, you know, for them. I think the owners, they're trash. That's really what it comes down to. Jimmy Haslam, is that, yeah, that's his name. They're trash. They're trash. I'm sorry. Six and 10, again, this is coming from a team, you know, that had so much hype. They brought in OBJ. They brought in Jarvis Landry. Again, they already had a potent defense. And just, I, I don't know whether it was just coaching or, you know, assistant coach, just something, you know, about that team was not regimented right. And again, I've seen it happen. I've experienced it. That you can have a whole bunch of talent and you can win meaningless games together. Uh, but when you get into a certain, when you face the real teams, and again, we obviously know there's a lot, there's a, the, the level of, you know, competition is much higher in the NFL than it is in any other level. So, of course, if you're, if you're you know, you know, lacking in some major way, teams are going to take advantage of it. And maturity was the biggest thing that's been lacking with the Browns. And... I, you know, of course it was, of course it was coaching staff. Of course it was the main guy involved. But then also you have to look at OBJ. You might have to look at OBJ. You might have to look at, you know, Baker Mayfield. Look at what they're getting into in the sideline. Look at, you know, the deeper pictures. Look at all that. Don't just look at, you know, the final scores because they're. Let's be real. They're not really good. Let's just be real here. But let's get into the NFL scores. Let's wrap everything up for this weekend wrap up. Um, Let's get into it. Uh, we have an NFC North matchup first and foremost against the Packers and the Lions. Uh, the Packers get the best of the Lions in this one. Uh, they end the year. Uh, well, the final score here was 23-0, and uh, 23 to 20. Of course, the Packers hold on to that. I believe it was the second seed in the NFC. Uh, moving on, we have a NFC, actually an AFC East um, upset. I'm very disappointed in the Brown and the Bills in this one. Uh, 13 to 6 is the final score here against the Jets. Uh, the Bills finished this finished the year added a disappointing like I said a very disappointing 10 and 6 uh the Jets finished at 7 and 9 uh, again the reason why it's really unimpressive to me because uh they had so much momentum uh they should have won that New England game but for whatever reason they do not have well you know I'll tell you like this they are lacking something offensively I don't think they have a potent enough running game it's let's just be honest it's aging they also do not have, I don't think, dependable wide receivers. I think Josh Allen is a great talent at the at the quarterback position who can be actually use his legs pretty effectively. He has the most running touch rushing touchdowns of the quarterbacks this year. Yeah, believe it or not. But again, they're lacking something there. They're lacking some type of consistency. They're actually lacking an identity offense offensively as well. But let's move on to the stats in this game. Uh, for the Jets offensively, they were led by quarterback Sam Donald. He would go 23 or 36 for 199 yards. He would throw a touchdown and an interception. Running back Le'Veon Bell would have 41 rushing yards. He would also 
also have uh, five catches and 36 yards to add to that. And wide receiver Jamison Crowder would be the leading receiver with eight catches, 66 yards, excuse me, and a touchdown. On defense, uh, New York was led by linebacker James Burgess. He would have nine total tackles and an interception. Defensive back, uh, yes, defensive back Arthur Marlette would have seven total tackles and an interception. And linebacker Jordan Jenkins would have four total tackles and a sack. For the Bills offensively, of course, uh, in this one, Josh Allen was knocked out. I have to get that injury for you guys. Uh, what what the deal was with that uh, soon? Uh, but the, in this one, the Bills were led offensively by Matt Barkley at the quarterback spot. He would go 18 to 35 for 232 yards, no touchdowns and two interceptions. Running back Isaiah McKenzie would have 30 rushing yards. Wide receiver DeQuill Williams would have six catches and 108 yards, and tight end Tommy Sweeney would have five catches for 76 yards and a touchdown. I'm sorry, just 76 yards, excuse me. On defense, the Bills were led by defensive tackle Corey Lugit, who had six total tackles, defensive back Siri Neal, who had six total tackles, and defensive back Troy, sorry, defensive end Troy Murphy, who had two total sacks. Moving on, the Patriots, they, they lose a stunner to the Dolphins, 27-24. Don't ask me how. Honestly, I'm over the Patriots. Don't ask me. I'm, I don't care about the Patriots anymore. Uh, we also got the Bears. Uh, they get a win against the Vikings, 21 to 16. We also got the Chargers. Uh, they get a win. I'm sorry, no, the Chiefs. They get a win. Pretty easy one, uh, 31 to 21 over the over their divisional rival, the Chargers. Uh, the big game, though, of course. Uh, the Niners and the Seahawks. The Niners get the best of the Seahawks in this one. 26 to 20, uh, 21 is the final score here. Niners finished the year 13 and 13 and 3. Seahawks finished at 11 and 5. Let's break down the stats. Uh, for the Niners, offensively, they had they were led by Jimmy G, going 18 to 22 for 285 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Raheem Mostert would have 47 uh, 47 yards and two touchdowns. I call him Raheem Monster. He's a monster sometimes again I got respect for the Niners I'm not a fan but I'm gonna show respect wide receiver Debo Samuel had five catches for 102 yards he would also have a 30 or 33 yards and a touchdown add to that uh, on defense uh, the linebacker Dre Link Drake Greenlaw had 13 total tackles safety Marcel Hellis Marcel Harris would have nine total tackles and defensive end DeForest Buckner uh, straight out of the University of Oregon would have four total tackles and a sack for the Seahawks Russell Wilson of course did his thing 25 of 40 for 233 yards and two touchdowns you cannot certainly you can certainly not blame him for the loss running back Travis Homer Travis Homer who I said was going to get the start led the team in rushing for 62 yards of course Beast Mode got active 34 yards and a touchdown. Wide receiver DK Metcalf was a leading receiver with six catches and 81 yards and a touchdown. And wide receiver Tyler Lockett would have six, uh, six total catches for 51 yards and a touchdown. And on defense, the Seahawks were led by defensive back Shaquille Griffin. He would have six total tackles, six total tackles, and defensive back Trey Flowers would have five total tackles and a sack. All right, y'all, that was a mouthful. Let's get through a couple of these scores real quick. Uh, of course, the Cowboys. Boys, they don't make the playoffs, but they get a blowout win over the Redskins. Before the season is up, I'm gonna have a, a state of the union for the Redskins. I think I gotta bring that back. I gotta get into I gotta get into some football. I gotta get into some football teams, and we're gonna break some of these teams down. The Redskins are getting the state of the union. The Raiders are gonna get a state of the union before they move to Vegas. 
Again, this is going to be for the actual end of the season in the Super Bowl. So beware of those. I know I got one for them. And I'm going to have the Cowboys, too. This this year, uh, I, last year, I covered the, the Steelers at one point. I know I talked about the Raiders a couple times. I'm going to talk about the Raiders again this year. I think I even talked about the Redskins. Uh, but I'm going to dig into the Cowboys. Uh, matter of fact, no. I talk enough about the Raiders, and I love the Redskins. My fam is Redskins fans, so I talk about them enough. I'm going to dig into the Cardinals and the Browns. Say the Union, before the end of the year, I'm digging into both of them squads. And we, I might roast, but it's going to be all facts. It's going to be all facts, and we're going to bring it to the table. And again, I might even I, I might even need to have a fan or two to join the panel, because I don't want it to just be too just... Uh, you know, but I gotta, I gotta, I gotta let it be known all the facts. But I'm gonna be back. Uh, I'm gonna take a quick break. The weekend wrap up is over. Uh, we'll be right back. We're gonna talk some college basketball. Like I said, we'll be going over the t- uh, the, the, the top five rankings so far this week, and I'll be going over some top 25 scores as well. All right, y'all. I'll be right back. Like I said, I've been um, meaning to get to you guys, get you, get to you guys some college basketball news, some happenings, scores, all that. We are in the midst of college basketball season. Through all the stuff that I've talked about, through the impeachment, through the NFL season, through college football, Joe Burrow and Heisman and Lizzo's fat ass. I didn't forget about college, but I didn't forget. But it's just damn. I just got that's a whole nother sport. I gotta take notes and watch the highlights folks i'm glad baseball's over i can do i can do other things it's a lot going on sorry <laughs> uh football's almost over college football about to be over here we go we college basketball uh first first things first let me tell you what i'm my my plan um I can't just, I know I just can't just get into just, you know, just talking about college basketball with you. That just, I don't know, I don't know, you know, where y'all at in terms of what you, you know, what you guys are watching, what you guys, what teams you guys know. It don't, it, I'm just going to break it down first and foremost by breaking down the top 25 through the course of the week. Tonight, I'll be giving you the top five. Then I'll go, you know, like, you know, top five, then, you know, six to ten, and then just go. You know, finish out the rest of the week. Go through the top 25. Give you some top 25 scores. Uh, you know, give you an idea of who's who. Uh, what your favorite team might be looking like if you have one. Maybe we can, you know, maybe through these, you know, episodes, you can find yourself a favorite team. That's my hope. Um, or learn a little bit about what's going on here. If you're not really into it, I don't know everybody's different uh but so the plan is to go through the top 25 like i said over the course of the week i'll be giving you guys some more news as to what's going on as it comes along uh but with the top 25 rankings i'm not just going to tell you who's number one and number two so on and so forth but i'm going to tell you how they got there what you know what they kind of look like you know stats of course you know i'll give you guys a little bit of some news that's going on with the team that i find to give you guys an idea again of who the team is not just what the name is and what the record is because again it doesn't really tell you who's who i mean again you could be 
you know, not a big time fan of college basketball, and I'm telling you who Ohio State is, you're like, who, what, who, you know? So we're gonna tell you about who they are. And over the course of the, the year, that's the whole point. And again, we'll get to the draft boards. Hopefully, last season we didn't get, I didn't get all fancy and technical with you guys and get into the draft boards and who's going there. I might do it this year. Uh, I didn't really do the recruiting. I don't, I, you know, like I do college football. College football. Again, there's just so many nuances and 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 things that people take really serious about that sport. College basketball, again, when, if it's not necessarily March Madness and brackets, that ca- the casual is like the casual fan is like, eh, whatever. But let's get right into it. Of course, I'm gonna start off with the fi- uh, the top five rankings right now. I'm gonna start off with number five. Uh, we got Ohio State here. They're good at football. They're also good at basketball. They are currently 11 and two. If I'm not mistaken, they were at n- they were number one at one point in the week or at one point in this season. Uh, one key fact to get into before I really start breaking down of uh, you know anything is that all the number one teams, and I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, have lost like some you know embarrassing defeat at some point in time, like right after they were na- they were they were you know picked to be number one by the AP. It's crazy. I have to look it up again and tell y'all what what's going on with that. But every number one team has just immediately lost in some you know upset you know some upset so yeah maybe maybe it was just an upset type of loss whatever but anyways for Ohio State their last game was a loss uh it was 50 uh, sorry 67 to 59 uh versus West Virginia uh, again West Virginia is a so so team I don't think they're in the top 25 so again not a good look for Ohio State especially this early in the year uh but in terms of, of what they do offensively they average about 77.6 points a game they also have a offensive rating of 113 which is good enough for 11th in the nation uh and i think because i think that that 77 uh point average 77 points per game average i believe that's good enough for like 100th in the nation but i think their their offensive rating is just a tab well actually you know a, a hell of a lot better in terms of it, you know it's near the top 10 that offensive rating i think is just how well that team does offensively in terms of what that box score looks like so i i think they outscore well here's the thing they on defense they outscore their opponent what they, what, it, what it means is they're outscoring their opponents because on defense they only average about 58.2 points uh so their um their defensive rating is also top 25 as well they're 11th in the in defensive rating at 85.1 so for ohio state they're not scoring a hell of a lot of points and i if you look at that field goal percentage i'm i'm reckon it's you know barely pushing 50 percent uh but they seem to outscore a lot of opponents because they don't they don't let them score a lot they make i bet you their opponents field score uh field goal percentage is even lower and also on top of that i bet you they, they out rebound a lot of teams as well but we'll get deeper into ohio state and who they are as the season goes on especially especially if they're in the top 25 uh for, up at number four we have number four sorry at number four we have oregon they are 11 and 2 they have won five games in a row uh they average about 80 points 80 and a half points a game they're also fourth in offensive rating at 100 
115.9. And this year, they are being led by their senior guard, Peyton Pritchard, straight out of West Lynn. Uh, he's basically a hometown product, 18.5 points a game. He averages also 4.3 rebounds and also 6.2 assists. If I'm not mistaken, he's one of those top draft picks as well. That's one of the main ones I could think of. There's probably a few more, of course, uh, but that's one of the main ones I could think about. That's why I highlighted him here. As for Oregon, um, Oregon is, is, of course, one of the teams that I'm probably going to follow. They're my favorite college football team. Of course, I follow, follow the basketball team to some extent as well. They made a pretty deep run in the tournament. Um, I'm kind of surprised they started off this hot. I think their preseason wasn't that great, uh, but 11-2 so far with five wins in a row. Um, I think that, that Pac-12 conference is going to be deep this year. I think Arizona, there's not, it's nothing to sleep at. There's nothing to sneeze at. Uh, I don't like Stanford. I don't like Cal. I like Oregon's chances to win the to win the, the conference. Uh, the the question is how deep can they go in the tournament? I don't think they have a, a deep tournament squad this year. That's my personal opinion. And I know it's gonna cut people the wrong way, but you're a fan, you're this, but I'm keeping it real. I can keep it real. It's you know, come on now. At number three, we have Kansas here. They are at ten and two. Uh, their biggest game so far is a loss. It was a uh, loss at Villanova, who's number ten right now. We'll get to them, uh, I believe, tomorrow. Uh, actually, New Year's Day. I'm not recording. I'm not recording New Year's Eve. I'll I'll probably just end up getting notes and doing some of this, doing some more research for college basketball New Year's Eve. So uh, I will I will be back with us. Uh, I will be back with some news about Villanova soon. But that was Kansas, Kansas biggest game so far this year was a loss. Uh, they do open conference play this weekend up against West Virginia. Like I said, uh, West Virginia has already has somewhat of a big win against uh, against Ohio State. So. Kansas might be on somewhat of an upset alert. They could be. They do average 81 points a game, and they do have a, a team field goal percentage of 51.6%. Moving on to number two, we got Duke here. Their most notable win so far is an 87 to 75 win at number 14, Michigan State. That's a very good win to have early in the year. They're one and zero conference play so far. It was a 77 to 63 win at Virginia Tech. The reason why I put that in here because the ACC seems to be seems to be one of the dominant powerhouse conferences in basketball again you got uh Virginia, who recently won a national championship, they won a national championship last season. Uh, they've had deep playoff runs. You have Florida State, who's had, who's had deep playoff runs. You also had uh, who else from the ACC? Uh, of course, Duke. We we mentioned Duke before. Uh, we also talked about North Carolina as well. So a lot of deep talent coming out of the ACC. So it's good to to start off with the conference wins early. Uh, tomorrow they will host Boston college and this is the eighth best scoring team in the nation they get 82.9 points per game moving on to number one uh, we have gonzaga here they are two in one versus top 25 teams uh, they have wins against oregon uh, that was a score of 72 to 73 to 72 at oregon they also have a win at arizona uh, 84 to 80 uh, arizona is number 25 but their loss, though, they have a major loss here. This is coming to number. This is coming from number twelve, Michigan. They will lose at Michigan, eighty-two to sixty-four. So, 
there you go. Um, is Michigan not is, is Michigan better than what their ranking is? Is Gonzaga not that raw? Were the two teams that Gonzaga beat Oregon and Arizona not that raw? Who knows? Could Michigan beat Oregon and Arizona? Who knows? Um, I do think it's kind of weird at the number one, especially with a blowout loss. But again, um, at home, at home on top of that, I, I feel that that's a little weird. I personally, with what I'm seeing, I would have had Duke at number one, and I would have kept Gonzaga at number two. That's but that's me. Maybe I, but I got to see what Duke's, whose Duke's loss was again. So that's me. But anyways, for Gonzaga, they are missing the talents of their of their senior forward, uh, Killian. Tilly, uh, he's dealing with a knee injury. He's one of the best shooters on the team, but they are doing all right. Uh, they are still the second best scoring team in the nation with 88.2 points, uh, 88.2 points averaged a game. And their sophomore forward, uh, Philip uh, Petrusev, is pretty much picking up where Tilly would leave off, uh, has left off, averaging 16.7 points a game and 8.1 rebounds. So let's move on. We're going to go over some scores from tonight uh we got number six baylor getting it done against jackson state 83 to 67 was the final score here baylor moves to 10 and 1 jackson state moves down to 3 and 10 uh for jackson state they were led by ford roland griffin he would have 16 points and seven rebounds and guard tristan jared would have 13 points two assists and two rebounds for baylor they were led by guards uh jared butler and macy ot Butler would have 18 points, 3 rebounds, and 3 assists. And Teague would have 16 points, 5 rebounds, and 2 assists. Guard Donna, uh, Davion Mitchell would have 14 points and 5 rebound, rebounds. Moving on, uh, we got number 10 Villanova getting the win against Xavier. 68-62 to is the final score here. Uh, Villanova is now 10-3. Xavier, I don't know why they're not in the top 25. They are 11-3. Let's break down the stats in this one for Xavier. They were led by the two forwards. Nigel Marshall, he would have 19 points, 3 assists, and 2 rebounds. And Tyree Jones would have 12 points and 10 rebounds. Uh, for Villanova, Colin Gillespie, uh, one of their top players, I believe he's a draft prospect as well. 24 points, 5 assists, and 4 rebounds. And for Jermaine Samuels would have 14 points and 8 rebounds. Uh, after that, you would have number 20, Dayton, getting an easy win against North Florida, 77 to 59. You got number nine, number nine Memphis getting the win against Tulane, eighty-four to seventy-eight, and finally number one Gonzaga gets another win against uh, Detroit, ninety-three to seventy-two. All right, y'all, I'm gonna call it a wrap for tonight. Uh, like I said before, later on this week I got a top ten list. Uh, this time I'll be talking about my top ten favorite. Uh, video game soundtracks uh also i'll be getting into like i said the, the rest of the top 25 for college basketball um breaking down what's going on this season the games again what to look out for injury reports you know how that goes i'm also gonna be talking some nfl news as well of course you already know that's the main that's the main thing and um i've i've skipped out on some nba action for the past couple of days so i gotta give you guys some standings and some uh, happenings about what's going on there so again the world keeps turning i am here it'll be it will be another year uh, here we are 
Here we are, and we're still at it again. So I'm proud. I'm ready. I'm ready to take it into the new year. I hope you guys can ride with me. Uh, anyways, if you are looking to get in touch with me, you can hit me up on my email at ljbutler75 at gmail.com. That is eljbutler75 at gmail.com. Once again, that is eljbutler75 at gmail.com. Also, have a Facebook page and an Instagram as well at ljamajohn. That is E-L-J-A-M-A-H-A-D-J-A-N-I. Once again, that is E-L-J-A-M-A-H-A-D-J-A-J-A-N-I. There you go. And I also have a Facebook page for the show at Never Never Out of Bounds, of course. My forgive me. I'm getting kind of sleepy. Never Out of Bounds is the name of the show, of course, and that is the name of the Facebook page as well. Never Out of Bounds, of course. You will find me with a picture of the, the tiger. You already know. That's it. That's the symbol. We here, and we're going to do it big going into the new year. Thank you for being a, being a very welcome listener. Uh, please make sure to like, share it, tell your friends. Thank you. Anyways, I'm going to call it a night, y'all. I got to get back to work tomorrow. Yeah. Great. Happy New Year. Uh, that's... I'm really in the holiday mood now, y'all. Anyways, I'm I'm just playing. I'll be happy when I'm doing this again. I'll be, I'll be chatting with y'all soon. Peace out. All right now.